If you look at monstrous stats against the Dragons at the weekend, the one thing that jumped, really jumped out at me is 241 passes. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Delighted to say that I'm joined by Ron O'Gara and Alan Quinlan. Good morning, lads. Hey, Ashley. How are you? Good now. Good morning, Ashley. How's it going? Have you been following Cheltenham at all? Um, probably has, not me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ronan? Did you throw on any bets or would you follow when it's on? Uh, I use, but it's it's hard over here now because I mm-hmm. have actually, well, I have the Irish TV channels, but um, uh, the afternoons are quite busy. Um, but I, uh, when I go home, I, I enjoy watching the racing review, that's for sure. Um, so I was listening to your discussion with Tommy and in fairness, you were making Gaelic football sound interesting as well as Cheltenham. <laughs> uh, because I, I was watching, I watched a bit of Dublin Tyrone at the weekend and there was a, that was a dog of a match, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Uh, Cheltenham, yeah, there was, I, I, I agree with all of them, the Florham Porter ride, uh, Poor old Gallop and uh, Champ, is it, that fell at the last when he was clear. That's uh, it. Then 30 minutes later, uh, he goes out in Paul Town and he goes out and, uh, on wins. That's that's good uh, composure from, from a top sportsman. Obviously, Rachel Blackmore is a massive fan of Jessica's in, in our house. Uh, my daughter is into, into horses. So, uh, uh, it, it's, uh, I think, yeah, that week or those four days, it holds a very special place in... Um, in Irish people's hearts and uh, uh, but in terms of backing them and stuff no I gave that up long ago thankfully yeah save your money you're better off absolutely (laughs) and as we move on to the Six Nations then exciting weekend ahead just to talk about Twickenham last weekend as well it was unbelievable scenes there. I was I was there. It was my first time in Twickenham, and just the the noise was was something else, really, to experience. For you, Ronan, when it was four or fifteen all, were you nervous for Ireland at that point? I was actually because kind of England had the had the energy mm-hmm. at that stage, and it was a game that obviously with the disallowed Caelan Doris try, it could have been a very very different game. I mm-hmm. think. And, Ireland could have gone on to win by maybe 30 or 40, but uh, that's what people, I suppose, when they're in the heat of battle, they, they misunderstand the fact that when a team gets energy, it's hard to get, get it and momentum, it's hard to get it back from it. But, I, you know what I mean, for Ireland to, I suppose, realise, OK, we're actually now in a dogfight, we need to probably change mm-hmm. plan. And they only change plan with probably seven minutes to go to, to just be a little bit more direct, be a little bit more brutal in the carry and uh, they hurt England by doing that and to score, I suppose, two unanswered late tries was, was uh, put a different reflection on the scoreboard. But that's what happens at the top level. You're talking about tiny margins, even with red cards. So mm-hmm. uh, Ireland finished very strongly, which will give them a lot of confidence. But, uh, you know, I, mean? I think from reviewing the video, they had looked at the uh, maybe a lot a lot of inaccuracies in their own game and forcing offloads and probably being in a hurry to score as opposed to maybe if they if they didn't knock on the ball five or six phases later, I think they would have got a lot more reward. 
Yeah, I don't think by any means it was their best performance, but I think Quinny, the way they showed that composure to really push on and get over the line, like we heard Johnny Sexton say after the game that, you know, two years ago, they mightn't have done that. They mightn't have been able to win that game. Yeah, that was impressive. I think it was, it certainly was nervy, Ashley. And mm-hmm. um, the great thing from an Irish point of view is uh, when they probably reviewed the match on Monday, there, there was a certain amount of mistakes and errors. I think um, 17 turnovers is too many in a game. And um, I think the way they were trying to play and, and the confidence they had in, in trying to off the, offload the ball, keep the ball alive is, is um, you know, is it, it shows their mentality at the moment. But they didn't, they didn't panic. And, you know, to get a record win and a bonus point win against England and Twickenham, was uh, was absolutely fantastic, and I think it's a learning curve for this team going forward. Um, everybody automatically thought when Charlie Ewells was off that that's it, Ireland is mm-hmm. going to have it comfortable here. Um, one thing they probably learn need to learn to do is when they have the man advantage is uh, how do they optimize um, their performance and be really ruthless and probably hold on to the ball. The easiest thing, and Ron will tell you this as a coach and as a player as well. Um, if you're defending a team with with extra numbers, and it happens, it's happened lots of us with with sin bins and games. Mm-hmm. They're the type of games that um, you want the opposition to 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 kind of uh, the the team with the the numerical advantage to to force things and hope that they turn the ball over after two or three phases. The hardest part for a rugby player defending is when you get into multi phase, 10, 15, 20 phases even. Um, so Ireland never really got to that that big number. They always mm-hmm. kind of turned it over or made a mistake. So credit to England. Um, but I was kind of baffled that uh, it just goes to show where England are at the moment. Um, that they they they're 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 kind of cheering a um, a performance against Ireland, a bonus point it's loss strange. against Ireland because of desire and passion and stuff. Mm. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. But look, I suppose. Eddie Jones is under a lot of pressure and um, it's a complete contrast to where uh, Andy Farrell was probably over a year ago. Um, that turning point was last year against against uh, England in the Aviva and Ireland are easy easy to watch now. They're, they're playing confidently and um, they are making some mistakes. They're certainly not the finished article and they, they mm-hmm. still have some, some issues but um, I think they're in a decent place. But you move on to Scotland this weekend and it's it's this is a real test of, of how good this team is now. Every week is a test and mm-hmm. um just what, what they'll mentally be like and what will they will they be able to find a route to streak this Saturday against Scotland. Yeah, and it's about, I suppose, taking those learnings and putting them into action and uh I suppose growing each game and this, as I mentioned at the start there, Ronan, the crowd and the noise in Twickenham was something else. And it was the same in the Stade de France game. And I think it might have affected Ireland a little bit in that game. Maybe they lacked a little bit of leadership as well with Johnny not in there. But I think in Twickenham, they, they overcame that. And that was unbelievable. Is that a factor, say, for you when, when you're out playing? Like, was that a factor, the, the noise, the crowd? Is it something that you have to sort of block out? That's something you love too as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you probably uh, seasoned professional you become, you kind of I think um, you realise in your head that uh, yeah, performing at Lansdowne Road or the Aviva is very good. But I think the true test of character is when you go away from home. You go to 
the Millennium Stadium, you go to Stade de France, you go to Twickenham, you go to Eden Park. Mm -hmm. These are places that you want to be tested physically and mentally. So um, I think uh, what you say is um, that's what experience is because for you, I'd say you were blown away by Twickenham because Mm -hmm. it's a real, real impressive stadium where you know, I mean, unfortunately, in the Aviva, you have three quarters of a stadium. You don't have the back end where where it isn't complete. You go to Twickenham and you're kind of engulfed by and taken over by this um, great kind of um, emporium of, uh, of 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 just a, a huge um, great stand in front of you. And I think um, you know, I mean, there was obviously. A good Irish sport there, but the majority of the people there were, were English, and everyone was probably from an English point of view rattled with the with the early sending off. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think um, to to reply to your question, um, you know, Ireland be looking to improve against Scotland and to put together a, um, a probably an eighty minute performance with the asterisk that they got a bonus point victory in Twickenham, which is probably a contradiction in certain terms, but the way I suppose the team have been going under fire between mixing the kind of a rock game and an offload game to, to uh, they'd be looking to put all that together because I think they have, uh, they have some very good forwards playing on top of their game. Uh, you look at, you mean, Robbie Henshaw can't force his way into the team. So that's a reflection of where the strength and depth in Irish rugby is at the minute. Yeah, big time. And I think that's something that we can use to our advantage. The bench every game is really having a strong impact. And Alan, as we move on then to Ireland versus Scotland, it's the first time in 18 years that Ireland have a chance to win a Triple Crown at home. It'd just be unbelievable to to do it at home in front of the home fans. Yeah, it will. Um, it's 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 certainly a great opportunity to finish the Six Nations and on, on a very positive note. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll obviously be very disappointed if 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 England don't beat France, um, which is highly probably highly is probably the wrong word, but it's pretty unlikely. It looks like France will will win a Grand Slam. You never know, but for Ireland, um, winning four out of five of the games in the Six Nations, I think is is a pretty good return. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be disappointed, uh, but when when the years you have. France and England away, it's always really difficult. Four years ago, we won a Grand Slam in this situation, but France are at a different level at the moment and we ran them very close in Paris. Um, the physicality obviously was an issue and um, some of the breakdown issues. So the team is still learning, I think, and um, it's it's they're not in a perfect position, but they must finish on a high against Scotland. Um, if you're in the Scotland camp, Ashley, and uh, Roger have played against them so many times as well, um, they, they'll they'll be really really determined to try and fix their Six Nations. I think they started off brilliantly against England, great home win. Um, then they went to Cardiff, were very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, got walloped by France and were very average at times against Italy last week. So um, people keep saying before every Six Nations, this is the best Scotland team ever, and uh, they're very very dangerous. They're going to do this, that, and the other. Um, they have some very good players. There's no doubt about that, but they're very inconsistent. So they'll be fighting for their lives in Dublin um, t- tomorrow and they're not going to make it easy for Ireland. So Ireland have to be very, very careful here that they don't take their eye off the ball and they just expect that it's a home game. The crowd are going to get behind them. 
um, and that they're going to win it. I think they have to improve a lot. Um, the scrum was a big issue last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and those knock-ons and turnovers. So it'll be really interesting to see what they're like. I think um, every game is a mental test as well. And, and you know, we're trying to build towards um, a World Cup, but obviously win at the same time. That's the, the, the perfect scenario. Um, but they've got to be really good tomorrow uh, and really aggressive and physical because Scotland will certainly throw the kitchen sink at them. Blair Kinghorn Horn is playing at 10. Um, that was the big eye-opener with Finn Russell. Um, Roger probably have a stronger opinion on the fly-half position than me, but um, Finn Russell has been poor in this tournament so far. Um, made a lot of mistakes, and Gregor Townsend didn't want to get into that gesture. So that's a big call to see how, how that works out. Kinghorn is, is, is obviously a running fly-half, and he's shown mm-hmm. that in the last few weeks against Connacht um, and Munster as well. So... It'll be a really interesting one, but Ireland have got their make really make sure that they, they don't underestimate Scotland in any way. Yeah, big time. Um, I don't think you can ever um like ever think that Scotland are gonna come out and not put up a big performance. Uh, Ronan, can I bring you back to twenty ten if you don't mind? Um it was something that came up in the press conference during the week and we were just chatting about it when Scotland played Ireland in Crow Park. And they got over the line. I think it was 2023 that day. It was the first win in Ireland for over 10 years. Can you bring me back to that day and, and what it was like for you? I, I, I saw Johnny commenting on it during the week and I actually, I um, I have no recollection. I, I, it was, I can remember Dan Parks kicked a, a, a conversion from the touchline. So I knew it was a good day for Scotland. What he's trying to say there, actually, and it wasn't his fault that our, uh, Scotland won that game. <laughs> no, 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 well, no, Ronan, no. you kicked to go 17 all, didn't you? And you kicked to go 20 all, I'm pretty sure. If I, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know. I honestly don't know. You did, you I did. did. <laughs> I, I remember it was Crawl Park, but I was fascinated to get get into it. But I never I never uh, Googled the article after after uh, the comments by Johnny. You know, I, I remember the game. Uh, I can remember where I was standing. I think uh, at the end at the end of the game, but um, you mean that what a what a big disappointment that was. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, following up on on on, on I think uh, earlier in the week was it Andy Nickel was on the show commenting about. Um, the Scottish team, and interestingly, uh, he's a smart guy. He was commenting about the, I suppose, the regression that the Scotland team have made from a mental point of view, and 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 that's that's quite interestingly because if Van der Mer wasn't suspended, they could have five potential Test uh, Lions playing at the, at the weekend. But um, you know, I suppose. What's interesting for Irish supporters' point of view is the the strength of having centrally contracted players. So for people to understand what the union controlling their players looks like is exactly what's happened Finn Russell in this Six Nations campaign. So between games, he goes back to France to play for his club in Racing. So Sunday night before the France-Scotland game, uh, sorry, it was Scotland-France, Scotland were at home, at nine o'clock on the Sunday night, Finn Russell was talking out for Racing against Bordeaux. He finishes at midnight in Bordeaux and he's got to get up on a plane from Bordeaux to Paris uh, with his teammates. He gets home at 3 a.m. But what does he do? Does he go back to his apartment for four hours to fly at 7 a.m. to Edinburgh to join up his 
with his international colleagues who have a weekend of, you know what I mean, recovery, mm. hot, and, hot, hot and cold uh, baths and, uh, you know what I mean, physio, uh, Pilates, whatever, re- recovery to the, to, the, to the ninth degree. And then, you know, he, he's, he's suffering and I think he obviously has had uh, his ups and downs with, with, uh, with Gregor uh, Townsend, but mm-hmm. uh, people have short memories in the fact he gave the Lions a chance to win that third test. He was exceptionally good that day and now all of a sudden he finds himself, you know what I mean, not starting. So that's, if ever there was a concrete example of what looking after your players or keeping control of your players looks like, this is it in a in a blue jersey, but it's exactly the same for, you mean, a Johnny Sexton or a Ty Furlong or an Ian Henderson. So, um, you know I mean, that's what I suppose... Um, it looks like um, I'm looking forward to the game in, in in Paris on Saturday night. I think the French are ready to put on a show. I think they've prepped for this game for a long, long time. They know exactly who their impact replacements are. And uh, I expect them to win with a bonus point. And how could England get over them? Is there any area that you think that they could exploit to be able to beat France? That's what we want to happen here. <laughs> Yeah, you you can exactly because I just think that there's a there's a lot of people whatever throwing throwing pies at Eddie Jones, but uh, mm. he masterminded that performance against the All Blacks. I was in that stadium in in Japan and, uh, for that semi final, and it was a complete uh, exhibition of total rugby when when uh, England destroyed New Zealand. Uh, yes, the players are different. I think he doesn't have the backs this time to implement what he would like to do. There are too many, I suppose, inexperienced, unproven people in white jerseys playing in the back line. Mm-hmm. 50% of the game is defence, so they'll French will, will put Aldred, they'll put uh, Villiers, they'll put Figu, they'll put Dante down at Marcus Smith. They'll tire him out by that way, by having him to make tackles, so he can't kind of orchestrate the English attack, which he's very, very good at. But... Uh, I think from living here, you just get a sense that this is the, the big step that they really, I suppose, need to tick off on their way to to making a charge at a home World Cup. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough for them, um, for sure. I think uh, everybody thinks the France are going to do it easy enough, but you, you never know, I suppose, what can happen. And Alan, just the changes then for Ireland in the, the starting team. We've seen that uh, Ian Henderson is for James Ryan. We knew that. Mac Hansen comes back in. It's Andrew Conway who has a knee injury. Jack Conan comes in for Peter O'Mahony at eight as well. Um, we've seen him come off the bench at the last two games. What did you make of the starting team? Um, no major surprises. I think mm-hmm. obviously Peter Romani will be disappointed, but given where Jack Conan has been in the last um, 12 to 18 months and his performances and the impact off the bench last week, he's a different type of player than, than Peter. Um, ball in hand, um, particularly in the wider channels, he's, he's brilliant and uh, he got a great try last week. Um, so um, it kind of indicates that you know, Peter, with respect, um, is incredible in the line-out and breakdown. But Jack Conan is probably a better better carrier. Um, so it's back to that back row that, that, that was so good in in, um, in November. Um, and it's kind of horses for courses. And, and that's the competitive nature of this back row. Uh, Peter O'Bannon would be vital coming off the bench and, and being part of the group as well. Um, Henderson coming back in, you know, that's a no-brainer. I think he probably would have been disappointed with a couple of penalties last week. 
um, and has kind of had no consistent run of matches. So he's a, he's a really important player. Um, Andrew Conway, you know, unfortunately he's picked up a knee injury, but we now have a, a, a fair bit of depth in that back three. And Mac Hansen, obviously the way he started in the first two games in the tournament um, was brilliant. And he offers a real kind of ability to come in off the wing like James Lowe and attack as well and be a playmaker. So... Um, they're in a good place. I think they've, they've. Um, I think the scrum situation has obviously be, that's been clarified. And, mm-hmm. um, Ireland didn't do a Razzy Erasmus on it last week and go public with, with with all the scrum penalties, but certainly there was. Um, you know, it's 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 slowly dripping out now that um, some of the decisions were wrong for Matthew Ray and Allen, and I think that's coming out of the review and and that's the feedback mm-hmm. Ireland have got back themselves. So. Um, it's 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 a, it's a dangerous proposition, um, but this team will be kind of ruthlessly judged if they don't get a performance tomorrow. And I think that mm-hmm. not alone have they to not alone have they to win this game, but I think they have to find a performance to finish on a high oh. and really kind of excite excite people and have optimism about the team going forward. So um, it's not going to be easy, but the ideal scenario would be a really good performance and and. And, and and attacking rugby in really good conditions tomorrow in Dublin, but um, the most important game of the weekend, let's say, is uh, La Rochelle are away to Toulon at quarter past four tomorrow. So uh, we have to put some eyes in that as well and press the record, record button to see how how the boss gets on there. Yes, Ronan, how are you going to fare out? <laughs> Big game, chance to go third. We're mm-hmm. in sixth at the minute. It's very very tight. It's been a crazy top 14 uh, campaign this season uh, but everything to play for the season gets going on the next three months so I can't wait for it we um, yeah we got a crucial game tomorrow and um, then uh, Six Nations is over Europe is back on top 14 goes on so it's um, it's time to get going It's a tough schedule um, to actually be able to balance like I spoke with Leo Cullen a few times about this, just how you manage to to balance the whole thing with Six Nations happening as well. Um, yeah, but it's an opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, just, great opportunity. You want, you want to see players and you want to give people game time and mm-hmm. you want to set up as many of them as you can to succeed. So like, there's always two ways of looking at it. You can find the faults and the negatives and the difficulties with it, mm-hmm. but turn it on its head and say, okay, these guys... Are getting an opportunity and um, it's up to them to take it but you're trying to make sure that they they are uh, prepped well to take it yeah definitely big time and so I'll get a few predictions before I let you go uh, how do you think it's going to go with the weekend we might do both games uh, France and England and uh, the Ireland-Scotland game Alan I'll go to you first yeah I think look Ireland will will be mindful of the, the things I was talking about there uh, and will win um, I'd be disappointed if they don't win comfortably. I think Scottish people who probably will pick up on this and will be listening uh, to, to see what the Irish pundits are saying. But as I said, Scotland have been pretty inconsistent. So look, I think Ireland will finish on a high, and uh, it'll be great to win if they do win a triple crown. That's that's really important. Mm-hmm. Anything less than a good performance, I think it'll be disappointing. And Rog probably knows more about the the mood in France. Um, I kind of thought France were poor against Wales last week. They were ruthless against Scotland and Murrayfield. Um, but I just think there's too much momentum with them now. 
and I think they'll they'll probably save their best performance for the last game. Um, maybe they'll be a bit nervy. Some of them are haven't been at this in this kind of pressurised situation before, where the silverware on the line. But I think, unfortunately, from an Irish point of view, I think France will will possibly be too strong. But England have the forwards probably up up front to cause them some issues. So. If France revert to just kicking the letter off the ball like they've done at times and then kind of struck with their X factor players and their power players, mm-hmm. they could they could they could be in trouble. They've got to play a bit tomorrow night um, against England. Um and look, they've they've been the best team in the tournament so far and uh they're gonna be a real threat in eighteen months. So it'll be I think Ireland or France for me. Yeah, I think our, our England are getting better and better each game. So I hope that's the case again this weekend. And Ronan, what do you think? Uh, Ireland will win with four tries and France will win with four tries I think <laughs> Straight to the point good stuff what we like Brilliant lads well thanks so much thanks for joining me um, yeah, we'll, Thank you Thank you OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar